Welcome to episode 242 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at the current season finale, at any rate, My Struggle 4. The original air date was March 21st, 2018. The action is spread between Virginia, Tennessee, and Washington, D.C., the average IMDb user score is a 7.5 out of 10. This episode begins with a voiceover by William. The whole My Struggle thematic grouping of episodes have been struggles of different characters. So My Struggle was about Mulder's struggle. My Struggle 2 was Scully's. My Struggle 3 was the cigarette smoking man's. My Struggle 4 is William's. So we get a history of William and his life as Jackson Vandekamp realizing at a very early age that he had superhuman abilities, how he kept having to switch schools to hide it, and all sorts of other problems and limitations, how he has now been running since we last saw him in Ghoulie, and in this episode he finally returns home to take one of his girlfriends with him because he just can't do this alone. He's even contemplating thoughts of suicide. As things progress... Scully and Mulder are tipped off by Monica Reyes about where he may be. Turns out he wasn't on the plane that Reyes thought he was on, which Scully somehow knew because of their connection. Instead, that plane was filled with Mr. Y and some of his lackeys who were trying to capture him but failed. We discover that because Mulder was there when the plane landed, and when he went to interrogate them, he ended up killing everyone who was on that plane which is going to limit his future as an FBI agent, I would say. As things progress, he does manage to follow William, but he is again followed by someone who put a tracker on his car. Skinner and Scully move forward, although Skinner has been in contact with the cigarette smoking man, and he finally tells Scully the truth about William's father. And ultimately, it leads to a showdown at the docks, where William forces the cigarette smoking man to see him as Mulder, and the CSM shoots him in the head, apparently granting his wish to die. Just after that happens, the real Mulder comes around and shoots the cigarette-smoking man repeatedly. This is just one of several major deaths in this episode. Leading up to this confrontation, Skinner ended up killing Monica Reyes while she was driving a car that ended up running Skinner over. And in a final conversation after Mulder had shot the cigarette-smoking man, Scully reveals that she is actually pregnant with their child, and although she doesn't tell Mulder that the cigarette smoking man was William's father, she does say we were never his parents. He was an experiment created in a lab, so yes, she carried him and bore him, but she was not his mother. So it does end in a way that doesn't rule out future stories, but would certainly make them more difficult, given that Mulder has now just shot enough people without documentation of their problems that it's very unlikely he will be able to continue in any capacity with the FBI. Scully would presumably be harboring him. Skinner, Reyes, and the cigarette smoking man are apparently dead. William is revealed to be alive despite having a bullet in his skull. He comes up out of the water to watch Muller and Scully leave, even though he still has that actual bullet wound. 
So future stories can't be completely ruled out. And Chris Carter, who previously said he would not continue without Gillian Anderson, has said there are more stories to tell. It's going to be a very different status quo. On the production end, this episode was written and directed by Chris Carter. At the time of this recording, in August of 2020, there has been no announcement about a season 12. If there is, I certainly will cover it. But at this point, this is Chris Carter's final contribution to the X-Files. Obviously, the same can be said about all of our recurring cast members. So this is David Duchovny's final appearance on the X-Files after 191 appearances in the series, plus a guest appearance in The Lone Gunman, plus the two movies. This is Gillian Anderson's final appearance in the X-Files after 217 credited episodes. Only one of those she got the credit without actually appearing in the episode, plus the two movies. Mitch Pileggi makes his final appearance in the X-Files after 91 appearances in the course of the series. Barbara Hershey makes her third and final appearance as Erica Price. She will not be continuing as William killed her rather graphically when they tried to stop him. He can concentrate and people simply explode. Joel McHale makes his final appearance in the X-Files. While it's only his third officially credited appearance, we did hear his voice in Nothing Lasts Forever over the radio. Annabeth Gish makes her final appearance as Monica Reyes. This is her 26th and final appearance in the X-Files. Miles Robbins makes his third and final appearance as Jackson Van de Kamp, also known as Baby William. Madeline Arthur makes her second and final appearance as Sarah Turner. Sarah Jeffrey makes her second and final appearance as Brianna Stapleton. Ben Cotton makes his second and final appearance as Mr. Paulson. Zach Santiago makes his second and final appearance as Mr. Green. A.C. Peterson makes his second and final appearance as Mr. Y. James Pickens Jr. makes his 21st and final appearance as Alvin Kirsch. William B. Davis makes his 43rd and final appearance as the Cigarette Smoking Man. Wes Duchovny makes her first appearance and only appearance in the X-Files as Maddie. Yes, Wes Duchovny is the daughter of David Duchovny. This is her first of six acting credits on the IMDb. It does not appear in her best known for list. That includes her work in Vegas High, A Mouthful of Air, The Report, and The Magicians. Her appearance in the movie Sick has her listed as Madeline Westacovney, and that's her other actress credit on the IMDb. She also plays herself in VH1 All Access from 2003 in an episode titled Awesomely Wacky Celebrity Baby Names. She would have been four at the time. Mark Atchison makes his second and final appearance in the X-Files. He is the truck driver in this episode who previously appeared as Ted Bertram in Quagmire back in season three. Joseph Patrick Finn makes his final X-Files appearance as the Watching Man. He had previously appeared in All Souls, The List, and X-Files I Want to Believe. Jodie Pongratz makes her only X-Files appearance in this episode as the female attendant. She's got 14 credits to her name. Is best known for this, Killer Twin, The Girl in the Bathtub, and Twilight Storytellers. The Mary Alice Brandon File. 
Henry Ma makes his second and final appearance in the X-Files as the night manager. He previously had appeared as a nurse in Hell Money. Rogan Christopher makes his only X-Files appearance as the BDU team leader. He's got 20 acting credits to his name and is best known for his work in Pregnant at 17, The X-Files, Nikita, and Bitten. Thomas Nicholson makes his only X-Files appearance as a BDU soldier. 32 acting credits to his name, best known for his work in Supernatural, Project Blue Book, Damnation, and The 100. Jerry Russo makes his second and final appearance in The X-Files. Here he plays a homeless man. He had previously played a mechanic in Blood. Niobe Martinez makes her only X-Files appearance as the homeless woman. In fact, this is her only IMDb credit of any kind. Benley Hickson makes his only X-Files appearance as five-year-old William. He currently has four acting credits to his name, previously appearing in Nickelback's Song on Fire as the Kid, Kid in the Crown in Noel, and Kavinsky Boy in To All the Boys, Always and Forever, Laura Jean. Austin Dunn gets his third stunt credit in the X-Files here as the stunt double for Miles Robinson. He'd been Miles Robinson's stunt double in Nothing Lasts Forever and Ghoulie as well. He's got 26 stunt credits to his name, currently only 7 acting credits, with his role here as 15-year-old William as his most recent, but he had previously appeared in The Mountain, The Sandlot 2, J-Pod, Trial by Fire, The Flash, and The Whispers. Chase Nicholson plays 11-year-old William. This is his fourth IMDb credit out of four at the time of this recording. He'd also appeared as Cody in Break, Photo Kid in an episode of Man in the High Castle, and Unfortunate Student in Parts 1 and 2 of the Austere Academy in the Netflix version of A Series of Unfortunate Events. Cole Lindsay plays Jared Marriott. This is not only his only X-Files appearance, it is his only IMDb credit. Heath Arbuthnot makes his fifth and final appearance in the X-Files as Ghoulie. Mike DeSabres makes his third appearance in the X-Files as a stunt performer. He'd previously done stunts in Kitten and Piper Maru. He's got 157 stunt credits to his name, but only 20 acting credits. In this case, his acting credit is for BDU Soldier in Motel. So again, he looks like a stunt person who will sometimes have acting credits as parts that need stunt work. Sean Conkey also makes his appearance in this episode. He had previously been a stunt performer in this, so that was season 11, episode 2. In addition to his 63 stunt credits, he's got 26 acting credits, including his role here as BDU soldier in Hangar, which was an uncredited role. He is best known for his work in The Predator, Deadpool 2, Skyscraper, and Warrior. David Neal makes his second and final appearance in the X-Files. Here he's William's psychologist in an uncredited role. He had previously appeared as a Navy base guard in Piper Maru. So he went from the episode named after Skelly's first child to an episode starring David Duchovny's first child. Finally, Jeff Sanka plays Erica's soldier in an uncredited role. He's got 37 acting credits to his name and 239 stunt credits, best known for his work in War for the Planet of the Apes, iRobot, Godzilla, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So, now that we've gone through the rather lengthy cast for this apparent series finale, this clearly does have ramifications for the ongoing story. Not only are several major players in the series dead, 
But Mulder and Scully are expecting a child that is biologically theirs, despite the fact that it should be impossible, which they acknowledge. And William is still out there, but believed to be dead. So hopefully that will allow him to live the rest of his life in peace. So as Chris Carter said, there is certainly room for more stories, but this does work to wrap up the series if it does not get renewed for a season 12. And as I said, this is being recorded in August of 2020. So who knows how things are going to play out once the COVID restrictions are lifted. I think a lot of studios, when they ramp back into production, are first going to finish projects that they've already started and invested in. And the next ones that they green light are going to be ones that they have the most faith in turning a profit, which is going to mean reboots, remakes, and continuations in even greater numbers than we've seen lately. That's just my speculation. So should the X-Files return, either as a continuation of this series or as a reboot, I will certainly be covering it. In the meantime, please take a moment to leave a voicemail indicating what the X-Files has meant to you over the years. And join us again next week when we take an overall look at Season 11. The week after, we will take an overall look at the entire series and the films. And then, finally, three weeks from now, I intend to release the episode with what The X-Files has meant to you, the listeners. And that just depends solely on actually receiving those voicemails. Since this is being recorded over a year before you guys will hear that first request, I don't know how many are coming in, but please, please send those in. Thank you for listening.